You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Happy Halloween and good evening, everybody. Uh, there's nothing scary about a three-game win streak for your Philadelphia 76ers. They beat the Washington Wizards in Chocolate City, 118-111. Tyrese Maxey, what, let's just start there. 28 points, three rebounds, three assists. James Harden coming in with 23 points and 17 assists and seven rebounds. 17. Okay, I need to let me just settle down. Reel it back in. Sorry. Tobias Harris at 16. PJ Tucker with 13 in 32 minutes. Efficient from the field. DeAnthony Melton, all sixer starters in double figures. And George Niang chipping in 12 off the bench. Overall, good, solid win. And uh Dave, let's just let's just start here. Sixers got off to kind of a questionable start. And that's just me being nice about it. But now we're looking down here and we're just like, all right, we're we're on a three game win streak. Things are starting to look good. Things are starting to settle in. Uh, How how are you feeling now as opposed to like the first three games of the season, especially after they dropped that that stinker to San Antonio? Uh, You got to be feeling a lot better. Uh, There there was the crowd who was like, just root against them. They'll fire Doc Rivers and wall win. But you I mean, think a you, lot mean of people, that, you mean people like me? <laughs> yeah, a lot of that heat on Doc has probably been tamped down with the win streak after three games, don't you think? I would think so for now anyway. I mean, it's it's helpful that they had this nice stretch and, the, you know, they, they they lost to San Antonio, but they, they came back and had nice wins against uh, Indiana and then Toronto in Toronto on Friday night, and then come back, go to Chicago and win, and then go to Washington and win. And now you're looking at, there's a nice little two game, more of a two game tune up with the Wizards and the Knicks again, before they have to play Phoenix and a back-to-back against Atlanta. I feel a lot better going into that stretch of games. Yeah, you got to feel a lot better about how they look, how they look without Joel. I mean, it wouldn't have been surprising to you and me if the nights where Joe didn't play, they just got trounced. But instead, Maxi looks like a bona fide all-star in both of those games, and they get wins. So uh, they, they just got to pull it together. Like, they've had some trouble looking good when Joel is in so far. I know they beat the Bulls, but like, you know, it wasn't a really pretty win. Harden it was not. Harden didn't look great. I'm not sure he should be playing back to backs. Actually, I'm pretty sure he should not be based on the way he looked in Chicago. Um, and they are they are playing fast and loose with his minutes. I mean, he came into that game against the Wizards second in the league in total minutes behind only Tyrese Maxey. So this is some very Tom Thibodeau 
rotations for James Harden in a yeah. year where I was like, well, let's just go all the way in load management. The Sixers kind of went just all the way with aggressiveness. So I didn't expect that, but they're doing it. Um, hopefully it doesn't last. <laughs> so here's what I will say about uh, no Embiid lineups with this year's roster construction as opposed to previous years. I feel like with P.J. Tucker and Montreal Harrell and Paul Reed. You don't, why don't you like to say the Z? Montrez. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dave, you're going to get me in trouble. And like Montrez, <laughs> Montrez, pronounce it again for me. Montrezel. What, what is it? Mon, you don't say the L. You just say the Z. Montrez. Montrez. All right. Montrez Harrell. See, you're going to get me in trouble with him. And then he's one of the last people I want to see in a dark alley. So maybe, I will. Maybe Jazz will have him on and then we, we can. Uh, no, hash no. This out. Jazz, do not do that. Jazz, <laughs> do not do that. That is not a birthday present that I want. So you just go ahead and you can just buy me something else. You can <laughs> you can buy you can buy me a Matisse Thibault jersey because <laughs> no, we're not having Montrez Harrell on the podcast. Um, but with this year's roster construction, I feel a lot better in these Embiidless games against teams like Washington or Indiana or teams that are in the bottom half of the conference. And it's like, okay, there's no Embiid, but this team might be frisky. Maybe they can pull out a win against the Sixers. No, I don't feel that way uh, about this squad with this roster's construction. Am am I, am I crazy? (laughs) No, I think that's spot on. I mean, PJ Tucker is like a, what's the term? Like a spark, a fire plug, like something you can't move. He's not that tall, but you just can't move him. So he allows them to do some stuff because Tobias Harris is not someone who can really cover fives that well, but he could definitely cover fours and in spot duty, pick up a five. But with Tucker out there, it really gives some leeway to these different lineups. Um, And then offensively, it's it's the Harden and Maxi show a lot of the time, which has been working really really well. Niang's been playing well lately. Um, he's just you know he's a good shooter. He he helps space the floor in these regular season games. He hasn't really hurt them with his defensive you know weaknesses, other than maybe when any Raptor sees him and they just foul him and then go to the line because of it. I was just going to say, again, you're speaking that kind of stuff into the universe and I don't like it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they, they've had a, and, and then Melton, Melton has been really, really helpful. I thought like getting, getting his really long arms up and contesting shots, getting in there for steals, Matisse and house. I mean, those three guys, especially when you have two of them out there on the floor, with maybe Tucker, that that's a problem for offenses, right? And you you get those lineups where the Sixers just go all defense for the most part, with the exception of maybe Harden or maybe Tobias Harris, depending on the rotation. And you still got PJ Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, you got Thibel. Uh, Harris isn't you know a sieve defensively, like he can bang down low. And then it's like pick your poison with some of these lineups. And if you have Harden in there to kind of be facilitator, it's like, what the hell do teams even do anymore? Yeah. Especially when you have Maxi and James Harden, like tonight, for example, combining for 20 of 39 for 51 points. Like that's, that's just great, efficient basketball right there. That is. Yeah. And I, I will say this, just going back to your George Niang point, 
I know it's early. It's a small sample size, but I, I love small sample sizes. I, I just <laughs> love them so much. If you're if you're a casual listener of this podcast or a uh, years long fan of this podcast. But I, George Niang is shooting almost 46 percent from three on a little over three attempts a game. I know that I know. Listen, everybody, I'm I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at camera two and I'm like, OK, everybody. I realize this is not sustainable f- over the course of an 82 game season plus playoffs. But damn it. Can I just enjoy it right now? Can I just enjoy Kate Scott saying bang, bang, George Niang more often in my life? Like, I just need it. It's just fantastic. I love it so much. Like, can I just enjoy it for now? Dave, will yeah. you just let me enjoy it for now. Damn it. I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite my knuckles here. And I'm going to let you enjoy it. Um, he's, he's got double digit points in one, two, three of his last, looks like six games. One, yeah. Two, yeah. For five games, three of his last five games, double digit points. Pretty good. Um, and the, the other bright side of it is even if he does aggress, we expect him to shoot, you know, 39, 40% from three. So it wouldn't be that much. Now, granted, Washington, the, the Wizards are not like slouching out there. Like they had it close a couple of times and I, I felt a little bit uh, like, OK, they're they're going to squeak this out because Porzingis was looking pretty decent. Brad Beal was off, but at the same time, it's, it's Brad Beal. And in that kind of a close ish game, the way it was, it was touch and go for a while. I was just like, OK, how how are the Sixers going to lose this game? Like at. I was want to say like midway through the third quarter, I was like, okay, how before that 18 to two run to close out the third, I was like, okay, how, how are the Sixers going to drop this game and then make me all depressed until Thursday, but it didn't happen. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Joel Embiid a couple games ago was like, we just have a massive problem guarding the ball. And so you, you look at the personnel when he says things like that and you're like, well, Tyrese Maxey is no Matisse Thibel on D. James Harden certainly not in the, you know, not someone you're really trusting to pick up a star point guard like no. Darius Garland. <laughs> and so, and then you don't really have a small forward, a natural small forward in the starting lineup. Obviously, these nights where Melton does, but otherwise it's one of Tucker or Harris. Both of them kind of probably better guarding a big, a bigger guy, a bigger wing than some of these quicker ones that we've seen. So. You see, you see some merit to his point, but in these nights where Embiid's out and they've got Melton out there, they've got Matisse running this sort of 3-2 zone that they look good in. Yeah. Um, they, they do have guys who can check the ball, and they did do a pretty good job on Bradley Beal tonight. And even though the Sixers did not have Embiid tonight, they weren't getting completely outmuscled in the paint, 56-50. They weren't completely housed on the boards. Washington only out-rebounded them by two. It was just an overall great team win, great team shooting. They shot about 56% from the field, 40 from three. And these are the kind of games where if they're on the schedule, you don't necessarily have to dominate. I mean, it's great if you do, but at the same time, it's just nice to get out with a win and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these guys that we think of as like, we, we use the phrase innings eater. Now that it's baseball season, you think of a Niang, you think of Montrez who had a revenge game tonight playing against his old team. And he looked really good. Like when the Sixers were making their big run, to put that lead up to what was, I forget how big it was at one point, but uh, biggest lead, I believe was like 18. Yeah. So they, they were running it up with Trez and Niang out there, both balling. 
um, get, you know, getting stops, getting out and running. Trez has been trying to rival some of the uh, guys over the years, like Ursan Ilyasova and Blake Griffin for leading the league in charges. <laughs> we, so, we like that. Yeah, we do like that. Like him playing defense. Uh, I hate that it comes at, at the expense of the Paul Reed victory tour, but two um, and a half minutes for our guy, Paul Reed, just two and a half minutes. Damn it. But this is exactly what you want to see in nights where Joel doesn't play. You want to see your guys who are here to be really good regular season play players play this well and get a game like this on the road. That's fair. I'll, I'll take that. And like I said, I don't they, they come back to play Washington again later on this week. And I just with Embiid in the game, the way the Sixers played tonight, if they are shooting the way they are and they got that home crowd, I don't I, knocking on wood. Like, I just don't think that game is close. And then, like I said, it's going to be some a couple more nice tune ups until we get Phoenix on uh, next Monday. Yeah, they broke they broke even four and four. They're only two and a half games back from first place. The Bucks, who are five and zero, oh, so God damn, you know, the Bucks look so good though. <laughs> there's still yeah, the Bucks look like the team that a lot of people thought that the Celtics were going to look like. Right so to, your, to your credit, you called the Ime Udoka thing being an actual cloud. Like I wasn't sure if they could just slide Missoula right in, but you you called that it. It might really throw a, a wrench in the works, but that's, um, a, that's right. Hold, hold on a second. Say, say that again so that people know that I was right. Let me take my let me take my lat real quick. Adio was right. There you go. See how <laughs> hard was see, Dave, come on. How hard is that for you to admit sometimes when I'm right? I'm like, Jesus, like one time in the entirety that we've been podcasting. I just want you to say it one time. That's we, it. We All thought- right. I got it. We thought we could replace you last week. It didn't work out. No, we have, we have to irre- take your lap. <laughs> I am irreplaceable. I mean, I, okay, like I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I don't want to get too egotistical because Liberty <laughs> Ballers and my and Vox Media will be like, "Oh, you think you're you think you're irreplaceable? Watch this." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. If there's one thing that I don't do, uh, uh unlike unlike Kanye West, I protect my bags. Okay, like I'm not out here <laughs> saying nonsense. But, just gonna promote anything on your Instagram and then say no, 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 hell no, and we'll get to that in part two of this podcast. <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely baking somebody tonight. Um, how do we feel like with the Eastern Conference landscape now that the Sixers have won three in a row and they're looking a lot better now than they did when they started the season? I mean, you can't. You have to defend the losses to Milwaukee and Boston somewhat, but that San Antonio game, I was just like, oh, Jesus. And I wasn't about to say, like, okay, they're they're a playing team. No, I wasn't saying that or anything like that, but I kept looking at the standings, and I was like, all right, Milwaukee's really good still. Cleveland is coming out of nowhere. It seems like the Hawks are back to being kind of the Hawks. And... I'm just like, okay, all right, so we're a four or five seed now, but I, like we said before, I feel a lot better. I feel a I lot think, better now. <laughs> I think you can feel great about the landscape of the East right now because coming in, we were like, all right, Milwaukee and Boston are ahead of the Sixers. They have to catch up to those teams. They have to prove that they're better by reaching a level that they haven't yet reached. Maybe they can reach right. it, but, but those teams were penciling in as ahead. Then we had a jumble 
with the Heat and the Sixers and the Nets. And we're like, we're not really sure where the Sixers, you know, any one injury to any one guy on any of those teams could have sort of delineated that cluster for us. And then there's the Cavs, who you might have thought was in the next tier, but you also realized Garland, Mitchell, if Mobley takes a leap, Allen being Allen, all of a sudden Karis LeVert drops 41, and you're like, whoa, this team is better than we thought for sure. They could be a regular season juggernaut and get a top seed for sure, I think. Um, So on the whole, I'm liking it because I had the Nets and the Heat penciled in as second tier groups and now i'm like well maybe they're not maybe at least one of them's not maybe one of them's starting slow and they'll figure it out but the nets have really big problems ben simmons clearly is going to need some time this back he's already got knee swelling for some reason steve nash didn't get the memo and he's playing his minutes a lot with nick claxton we could have told him that probably wasn't going to work so well yeah (laughs) they haven't traded for a guy who can space the floor a little bit yet you know they haven't even looked for a guy like like Mike Muscala, who Ben has played well with over the years, someone like that. They haven't looked at a Miles Turner, who may not provide gravity, but he is willing to take wide open threes and make one out of three or 34, 35% sometimes. So if there's a chance that the Nets stink or just are 500 or fine, that's a huge win for the Sixers. We didn't know. And if there's a chance that the Heat aren't that good, the loss of Tucker, maybe a little regression, maybe they were swimming above their what's the word the word over the last couple of years yeah that's maybe what they're punching that's above their weight or something that's one way to put it <laughs> so so maybe they're due to to fall back to a you know in which case we're left with maybe the bucks maybe the celtics maybe the Cavs, maybe the sixers um and that might be your top top order which is a little easier than we first thought coming in all right, so Sixers win 118-111 in Washington. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, uh, do some house cleaning on the site, uh, talk about some effing nonsense that went down in the NBA when it comes to, we'll, we'll just say, penalizing for something that every damn NBA team does nowadays. And then, yeah, I, I, I teased this on Twitter and yeah, Kyrie, you're 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 about to get baked, my my boy. Like I'm I'm just yeah. All right, I gotta generate my thoughts here, and uh, we'll be back after these words. It's the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, hosted by the Vox Media Company family of podcasts. We'll be right back after these words. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Out of Sight Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. And this this is, okay, Dave, I, I'm going to need you to help me out with a little woosah right now. Because I am... Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> and, and chop wood, carry water. I'm, I'm wondering where I want to start. Do I want to start with the league as a whole or one participant in the league? Like, okay, you know what? Screw it. We're starting with the league as a whole. On the site, it was reported by Jackson Frank, and it was first reported by Shams, I want to say. And it seems that the NBA announced that the Sixers, quote, violated league rules governing the timing of this season's free agency discussions when it comes to P.J. Tucker and Daniel House before, quote, the date when such discussions were permitted. As a result... The Sixers have lost their 2023 and 2024 second round picks. And I'm looking at it, I'm reading it, and then I look at the litany of transactions that have been suspected of tampering throughout the years of the NBA that I've been covering professionally. And I'm like, really? You're penalizing the Sixers? When LeBron James did his thing in Miami, because I'm I'm almost positive there was some negotiation going on prior to Bosch and Wade signing. Then then you look at uh, LeBron again with Cleveland and getting the Andrew Wiggins and the Kyrie trade happening and then the Kevin Love trade happening and all like that. We know we know it's rampant. It's rampant. It's like to the point where Magic Johnson was talking about like signing free agents, stuff like that. And like he could just talk freely about it. Lakers weren't penalized. Not a single penalty levied on the L.A. Lakers when Magic Johnson just flat out came out and was just like, yeah, uh, I I may or may not have talked to X, Y, Z person. I'm like, really? okay. here's here's the deal. If you don't want this to happen, NBA, okay, you have to do one of two things. You have to just say, screw it. This is just something that happens now. And we're just not even going to, we're just not going to deal with it. Or what you say is when the NBA finals are over, when the gun, when we hit all zeros at the NBA uh, finals are over, that's when anybody can talk to anybody, set up all your deals, do all your cap stuff, whatever. But this arbitrary, oh, they talked to somebody like a week or like 15, 20 minutes before the gun sounds on free agency. So hell with it. We're going to penalize these guys now. Like, what the what the F? Like, what's the point? Yeah, I don't understand. I when I hear that they lost pick and I'm like, 
what what tipped it off? What made this more obvious? We know that right. Keith Pompey reported that it was imminent. We know Mark Stein jumped in. Maybe a couple other reporters were like, oh, yeah, Tucker's going to Philly. But, it, but I mean, like, this was not a, a weird occurrence for the Sixers. We, we felt the same way about Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks. We knew they were recruiting him, like, hi- hiring his father. <laughs> I think that Leon Rose's son was somehow involved. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. And I know the Knicks are also being investigated. But it just makes you think, like, when we set free agency at 3 p.m. or 6 p.m. and we see 10 deals pop off from Woj and Sham's account. Right. It's not just us. It's not just the Sixers. Like, some people are out here doing stuff. So why is it that the Sixers are the ones that got penalized this time? I don't know. And so I I wondered, like, I started trying to wearing my conspiracy theory hat. And I was like, do they have something on the Sixers related to the bigger thing some of us were worried about, like, Harden's pay cut. Maybe. Was there something shady with Harden's pay cut that they were going to look into? They actually found something, but they didn't want to dig too deeply or throw the book, throw the absolute hammer down on the Sixers. So they were like, you know what? Let's just ding them for this premature discussion with Tucker and House, and we'll let the other thing go. And so it's like, this is like a slap on the wrist because we caught you doing a few shady things because it doesn't make sense to just single them out. I know that the league is singled out like the Miami Heat last year, right? Or two years right. ago. I just don't understand how they decide like this. You I, have, I don't know. The, the NBA has no problem changing the rules of reporting when it comes to the NBA draft, where it's like, okay, you can't like guys like shit, like Shams and Woj, like you can't just straight up say, oh, uh, Team X is drafting player Y. That's definitely happening. No, they have to use all these like ridiculous like verbs and break out a thesaurus and all like that because they don't want to get, you know, spanked by the NBA daddy, so to speak. And I'm just like, can we can we just really NBA just can we please stop with this? Like tampering is the thing that has probably been happening since the Boston Big Three was formed back in what year was that? 2006? The Boston's big three, I think that was 07, the 07, right. 08 season. E- either way, we're, I'm pretty sure it's been going on since then because I don't think that that kind of a thing happens naturally. I don't think that there's no internal planning between all participants, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, uh, Ray Allen, and at the time it was Danny Ainge and whoever the owner of the Celtics was. I don't think there's any way there was not any kind of internal uh, conversation going on outside of league rules. I, I just think that's a thing that happens now. And I think the NBA just needs to accept it. Yeah. I mean, uh, amen. What, why are we pretending that one team did it and 29 teams didn't do it? Right. If one, if we're pretty sure that every NBA team is tampering in some way, shape or fashion. So at this point, if this is the way things are now, then y'all just got to adjust and adapt and get to get with the times at this point. Because stuff like this happening where you just penalize the Sixers, like you said, when the Knicks were probably out here doing some pretty underhanded backdoorsy type stuff, like that's just not cool. Yeah, I agree. All right. I, I don't understand. And uh, 
doesn't really make sense. I'm like, are they going to look into Denver for, for signing DeAndre Jordan? I don't know. Quickly, didn't it? I don't know. Well, first of all, if you're signing DeAndre Jordan at this point, you should you should just be penalized for having him on your team at this point. Like we've gone through the DeAndre Jordan mess. Like if you're if you're silly enough to uh, sign DeAndre Jordan after a stint with Brooklyn and the stint with Philadelphia, like you get what you deserve when you make that signing. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So are, do we get into the main event now before we like call it an evening? Because I, I feel like after this, like my head's going to explode. Wu saw the stage is yours. <sighs> okay. This message is going out to Kyrie Irving. Okay. Kyrie you posted something on your Instagram and you referenced anti-Semitic material and you link to the Amazon link on the store page where you're just like, check this out. Okay. Go, go buy it. A reporter asked you why you felt the need, quote unquote, to promote it. And he gets super defensive and he says, how am I promoting it? This, that, and the other. And it just frustrated me because I'm just like, Kyrie, you say all these things about how you're reading books and you're enlightening yourself. I'm, I'm guessing that one book that you haven't picked up in a little while is a dictionary, because if you read the dictionary definition of promote, what you did is kind of the dictionary definition of promoting something. OK, you posted it to your platform. You have a social media platform where you have between Twitter and Instagram, you probably have a combination of somewhere between six and 8 million followers. You posted it, you referenced it, you even told people where to go to watch said anti-Semitic material. I'm sorry, my dude, but you promoted it. Whether or not you believe you promoted it, you promoted it. So the fact that, and that would have been my, that would have been my response if I was that uh, reporter there. I would have come back to him and just said, Hey, do you know the dictionary definition of promote? Because what you did is basically the dictionary definition. And if you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. Yes, there is a First Amendment right for you to speak your mind and speak what you want, say what you want, think what you want. But I also have that same First Amendment right to call you out when you're being, well, I'll just say naive to keep it G-rated on this podcast because this is a family show, Dave. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I just don't know. And God, this is why I can't be an NBA general manager or owner because the second that interview came out, I would have brought Kyrie to my office and I would have just said, okay, this is now year two of this nonsense with you. Get out. Don't go to don't come to practices, don't come to games. And I don't want to see you until we have figured out a trade for you because I am done with your nonsense. Like I got Kevin Durant. I got a whole bunch of guys out here that are hurt. But when we all get them all back, I still got Kevin Durant. Maybe I can get, I, I don't know, Westbrook and then flip Westbrook for some other stuff and maybe make some kind of a late season run or just kind of just scrub it and start over like trade Kyrie trade Durant, whatever. But at this point, 
if I were the GM or the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, I'd be like, Kyrie, you're done. Just just get out. I'm tired of dealing with this. Yeah, I think you'd have to be the owner to make that call. I'm not sure Sean Marks has that type of stay. And and um, I know and I know what people are gonna say. Oh, you're just gonna give up on Kyrie Irving like that and just like uh, risk whatever whatever happens. I'm like, yeah, because uh, Kyrie's costing me money by staying here because people may or may not want to come to the games because if Kyrie Irving is being perceived as being anti-Semitic, that hurts my public relations. And then I got to hear all these reports in the news. I got to hear that crap every day. So then I have to explain myself. You got five people sitting courtside at last night's game wearing um, anti-Semitism something t-shirts, right? Right. Protesting your star. So it's ridiculous. I don't, as an NBA owner, I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't want to have that around my team on top on top of everything that you had last year with this dude and his vaccines like if there wasn't enough of a headache regardless of how you feel and we know that joe size the nest owner does feel very strongly about vaccines he's been vaccinated like twice two different brands one in i think hong kong one in the united states or one, right. one, in, one in canada one here right so after all of that for him to now just sort of like rub shoulders with Kanye on something like this. And he, he, I think Kyrie tried to make this literal point. Like I'm pretty sure the reporter was Nick Friedel ESPN. He was like, you, you talk about stuff that you don't necessarily believe in. Like you're mm-hmm. a reporter, you put stuff out there. And as a sports writer myself, like sometimes I will use the, the thinking emoji, you know, like, Hmm, what do I think of this take? Right. Like stuff like that. So I think that's the point Kyrie was making, but Dude, if it's an anti-Semitic rant, no one wants to give you credit for. Oh, right. I'm just, putting, I'm just putting this out there to see what people think. No, just don't, just don't share it. No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's one lane you just don't want to be in. Like, I'm sorry. Like, just... right. If if someone had said like, you know, if it was like a basketball take and it was like Giannis is the, is better than Jokic, and he put the questioning emojis or promoted it, maybe he could have been like, hey, I'm just putting out there a strong take. I wanted to see what people thought. I, I know people in my replies, but this was this was like, hey, check out this. Oh, unbelievable okay. all right i i think I, I think i'm good i think now that i've gotten that out of my system i think i can move on uh six is one four and four they're looking good I'm, I'm good i'm fine everything's cool now i i think i can relax i can ease back on the throttle a little bit and i can just go back to be my normal chipper self on next week's podcast like i promise i think <laughs> we can do that i think <laughs> we can do that depending on how the game goes against the Suns, we'll see we will see depending on how melton looks over the next couple of games we, we, oh need, my God. we need a few things to go for to go well for us please melton seven of ten in the last game so 16 points uh might have been his best he's probably his best, easily his best offensive game as a six or eight i would i it seems certainly seems that way to me yeah yeah Ugh, all right nothing but Nothing but chill vibes on this podcast now. We're, we're good. <laughs> I'm okay now. Um, don't forget, read everything on the site, libertyballers.com. Follow us on Twitter at liberty underscore ballers. I, 
it was just pointed out to me that I've been getting your Twitter handle wrong this whole time in like the last like couple of months or whatever. Oh, you had the underscore, right? Yeah, I had the underscore. It's not David <laughs> underscore early. It's David early. Capital. Who told you that? I think you did like one time when we first started the podcast and I just think that's what it was. But I was like, all right, I'm correcting this now. So it's at David Early. That's Dave. And then no, no, I, am, I I didn't I didn't point it out to you. I don't think it was me. I think someone else must have told you. It might have been. I don't know. But anyway, I got it right now. It's at David Early. And I am at a DOB Royster. Follow Liberty Ballers at Liberty underscore Ballers. Uh, subscribe to all the great podcasts on the Vox Media Podcast Network, including everything on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We will be back next week after the Sixers Suns game, which starts at eight o'clock. And uh, the rest of the week, it's 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 all Philly all the time. Three World Series games. Got the Eagles against the Texans on Thursday night. Should be a hell of a week, man. All Philly all the time. All Philly all the. That should be the new tagline of our podcast. I think. But we'll work. We'll we'll workshop that. We'll workshop that with uh, production, and we'll get back to everybody. I think but, that implies we're going to talk about the birds. So maybe we need to. Uh workshop I'm, I'm not i'm not ready to have those kinds of conversations about the birds i need them to lose first i need them to lose once first before i'm just like okay now i can be somewhat objectionable about the <laughs> eagles because i'm just too hype about the scene right now so let, let me just iron some things out okay drug test aj brown <laughs> oh my god that was hilarious oh my god aj brown you are undefeated sir when it comes to the when it comes to social media and responding to the nfl like that was just great. that was just amazing they had to drug test me today didn't they <laughs> that was great until next week i am Adil royster that's david early we're gonna get out of here talk to everybody next week go sixers go phillies go eagles go philadelphia damn it go union go everything that's right <laughs> talk to everybody next week to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today